Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In 1999, the walls of hell cracked, and fallen angels condemned to an eternity in the abyss were suddenly able to flee. With no choice but to come to terms with the decaying remnants of the paradise they helped create, these escaped fallen must now decide whether they will rebuild their masterpiece or burn it to a cinder. Hello and welcome to Demon the Fallen Fragments a Demon the Fallen game set in Rochester, New York, in the year 2001. This story features the character of Azoth, played by Tillman, Erichel, played by Rebecca, Brawlman, played by Adam, and Abathar, played by Slavic. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM, on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night, and on Discord at Twin Cities by Night. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the third character creation session for Demon the Fallen Fragments. Today, Adam joins us um, as we will be going over his character for the game. Starting at the top, let's get right into it, if uh, that's all right with you, Adam. All right, so I'm going to be playing Brauman is my demon name, and the name of my host is Lauren Evans. Uh, my nature is Architect. Uh, Lauren Evans was an artist, and the demon Brahman is a entity that admires creation in all its forms. And the demeanor is loner. Lauren Evans lived a fairly secluded life. My concept is artist. Lauren Evans is somebody who who dropped out of the dropped out of the uh, Rochester Institute of Technology to try and focus on her art. And that's something that kind of became her main passion. She does a type of uh, industrial art, which is like welding uh, metal together to make these installations. And, you know, it's almost like a form of sculpture to her. Uh, my demon house is Malefactor. And my faction is Faustian. Uh, my visage is of the forge. Okay. I really like the involvement of RIT. And the uh, the dropout turned artist. Now, what is it that occurred during the war or after the war that led your demon to become a Faustian? Before the war, Brownman just really admired humanity. Just was in love with humanity and, and worshipped, you know, these 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 creatures that that the Creator had had made, you know, for the Earth and part of his his duties was to create things in the earth and and to try to teach them about creating things ended up feeling very sort of uh alienated from mankind uh during the onset of the war and just found it the the only logical choice to you know side with lucifer in the rebellion sort of out of just like being upset that like the humans that Brahman admires so much and, you know, sees as these incredibly powerful beings just didn't really understand what was in front of them and didn't really appreciate the way that some of the houses tried to tried to help them and stuff like that. So just grew very alienated from the cause of humanity, even though is still a wholeheartedly subscribes to the Faustian mindset. Brahman just saw humans as something to be admired, to be worshipped. He saw them as the ultimate creators. 
but it, it was upsetting to him that, you know, part of the reason why they have this gift bestowed upon them, you know, is, is because of the divine and they just failed to appreciate that. So even in the current times, Brahman is very, uh, he feels very alienated from mankind, but still just admires them as the ultimate forms of art, the ultimate creations. All right. Let's see here. As far as viewing humans as sort of the ultimate forms of art, the ultimate creations, how does he feel about the things that have occurred between the war and the present day as he, you know, draws upon Lauren's memories? Definitely would feel like a sense of sorrow and a sense of almost like a just like almost like a grudge against humanity that he is always just kind of choking down to I don't know, to try to propel them, to try to elevate them to the status that he knows that they should be. Definitely believes that, I mean, and, and this is probably where he would kind of agree with some like cryptics that the fact that um, people like Brahman have returned and stuff like that is, you know, it's, it, it can't be any kind of accident. It's, it's surely the, the next step in propelling these, these creatures to the, uh, to the next level, to the, the place of gods that they should be. And it's, it's kind of like Brahman would still see humanity as like a thing of beauty, even though it, it, just fills him with like feelings of, of sorrow. And I want to say anger, um, but you know, it's, it's still just like his ultimate infatuation, even though he feels like totally underappreciated by humanity and that like, he's, you know, alien from them and they would never understand or appreciate, but like Brahman sees humanity as, as gods and should be elevated to that level. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Now, Tell me about Lauren Evans, his host. Sure thing. So uh, Lauren Evans is a uh, 25-year-old female. She grew up in uh, you know upstate New York area. Um, she went to the, um, the Rochester Institute of Technology for two years before she decided to drop out and pursue her art, which um, basically she was a very depressed person. She found that pursuit of her education didn't really provide any meaning in her life. And she saw art as kind of a way to, I don't know, produce something with meaning and create something with meaning. And she's an intelligent person, a very witty person. And, you know, she was able to make art that some people appreciated, um, definitely wasn't appreciated by like a, a great majority of people. It definitely alienated her with her family and her parents who wanted to see her succeed going into the field of research, but she, she decided to pursue her art instead. And because of that, she didn't really rely on her parents anymore, didn't really keep too close of contact with them, only seeing them sometimes and kind of trying to never really accept any sort of help from them because they disagreed with her, her choices so much. She lives in somewhat of a state of uh, poverty, kind of just like living in her art space, which is like a, I'm just going to probably say like a garage or something like that, like a big garage or warehouse space. And yeah, other than that, I think she's just somebody who would uh, enjoy solitude, doesn't really have many friends or, or many, uh, any desire to get out and do things. She just kind of secludes herself and tries to create what was the event in lauren's life that caused brawlman's entry into her body um lauren had an accidental overdose of um of opiate drugs 
Um, she wasn't like a, she wasn't like an addict or somebody who, who used them often. She was kind of just like trying to experiment, trying to find some relief, trying to find some sort of escape from her unhappiness. And it was, it was too much for her and her, her mortal self passed away. And that's, that's what sort of left the space open for, for Brahman to come in. So her soul is no longer in the body. I would say that part of it is is there actually, because I think that like Brahman is is conflicted by feeling so much of her emotions and her thoughts and stuff. It would be something that as a like the the demon part has to has to live with. Okay. All right. Now let's see here. We'll move on to your attributes. Looks like you are mental primary, physical secondary, social tertiary. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Why don't you go over those and describe how they manifest in the character? Sure thing. So I chose mental as primary. She was a smart girl. She she had a, a promising academic future ahead of her. It's just not what you wanted. So I did uh, three dots of perception, um, three dots of intelligence, and four dots of wits. The reason why I made like wits the highest of them is kind of she relies on her wits to to create art. She sees it as kind of a very, she takes like a very rigid, methodical approach to her art. Almost, you know, she was like a research student, um, somebody who is very scientifically minded and stuff like that. And she feels like she, she definitely takes that approach with her art. Uh, secondary, I chose physical because the type of art that she does is something that is somewhat physically demanding, dealing with large objects, large raw materials, metal, welding, all that kind of stuff. It's a it's it's also like a a physical endeavor. And she was kind of like not necessarily like an athletic person, but she was somebody who definitely like prided herself on like physical strength as well. She probably did some sort of like maybe did like track or something in high school, or something like that, but you know, doesn't really is not like an athletic person, but she just like um she uses like strength and she uses stamina to to wield these these massive pieces of metal and, and weld them together into these installations that she thinks have meaning and will be able to, you know, meaningfully impact other people's lives as well. Um and then I chose social uh social as the last one. Um she's not a very social person at all. Even her host, you know, even even uh Lauren felt very alienated from the rest of, of humanity. She found it very difficult to talk to people, found it very difficult to articulate what her thoughts and say the right things. So she has one dot in charisma, two dots in manipulation, and three dots in appearance. She was like a fairly uh, conventionally attractive uh, young woman, um, but she's not very great at talking to people. So maybe it's safe to say that she's attractive, but alienated and awkward yes definitely okay now moving on down to your abilities i see that you've got skills as primary knowledge is as secondary and talents as tertiary yeah let's let's go over there starting with your skills okay so for skills i have four dots and crafts with a specialty of welding she would consider herself up at the top with with other artists of this type and i think other people in the art scene, the ones that truly have their, their ears to the ground, recognize that as well. 
she's somebody who has sort of put it all into being able to do this one thing, which in her case is being able to to weld into into work metal together. I gave her one point of drive. Um, she's been driving since she got her license at uh, 16 and a half. So she's pretty comfortable with that. Two points in melee. She has probably taken like a women's self-defense class uh, when she first started out in school. Um, nothing that she really pursued too much, but just something that she kind of has under her belt was attending that sort of class. Two in performance. It's not her preferred medium of art, but she was part of the theater group in high school. Her preference, though, with theater was sort of like being the one of the people who made the sets and who painted stuff and decorated stuff. But she did have like a small role in one of her school plays, something that she doesn't remember f- fondly because it kind of triggered her social anxiety type feelings. Uh, one dot in security, probably just from trying to keep her her warehouse space safe and just from being a cautious person. One dot in stealth and three dots in technology. She's a very scientifically minded person, um, somebody who to a school known for like science and research and stuff. So she still has like that under her belt as well. Uh, my secondary abilities, I chose knowledges, two in academics, one in computer, three in research, and three in science. Two in academics because school, it didn't exactly work out for her, and she, she only stayed two years. Um, she's pretty comfortable with computers, even though it's 2001. It's not really like every single person has a computer. It's still very common to not have a computer, I think, at this time. But she's familiar. She knows her way around a computer. Three dots in research, because that was what she went to school for, and it was something she enjoyed and uh, is able to do fairly well. And three dots in science, because it's a it's just like an interest, interest of hers. When she's not doing art, she's, she's reading um, science magazines and stuff. And, and she's really curious about like what goes up, like what's been going on in the field of science. And she tries to stay up to date with that kind of stuff. And then for the last one, I have talents, uh, one in alertness, one in awareness, one in brawl. And I did two points in empathy. Um, even though, even though she is like a low, has low social stats, finds herself very alienated from people and stuff like that, she does feel like she can she can relate to people's feelings. Um, she she can like she can empathize with people and like know what they're going through, even though she doesn't really feel like she connects with people. I feel like that's like a total contradiction. If that like doesn't make any sense, I completely get that. For her, it's like she she just uses that as a way to like. It's like almost like her way of reading people, not necessarily like her way of connecting with people. So she can understand people, but she doesn't really know how to interact with them. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Okay. Now, how much of her abilities are Brawlman and how much of them are Lauren? Where does where's the line drawn? So before Brawlman entered Lauren's life, she she was a you know, she was a promising artist. She was a, a smart, scientific-minded person. And I think that Brahman sort of made himself at home in, in this host because he saw things that 
he saw like the things that he loved about humanity the most in her, her ability to create. He's from the malefactor house. So he's, you know, his, his whole shtick is, is creation and, and using the materials of the earth to create things. So Brahman sees Lauren as just the ultimate vehicle for, for conveying this, for, for making, and in the way that Brahman sees it now, now Lauren can make art that can truly inspire he can give her the ability to, to make some art that can truly inspire faith in things and can truly change the outcome of things. And that's the way that he sees it. I think like on a mundane level, uh, Lauren was a smart person, a talented artist. And I think that like a lot of that was, was her on her own, but I think that Brahman kind of reinforces those qualities in Lauren. All right. Now let's slide on down to advantages real quick. Um, we'll start with backgrounds. Okay, so I did three dots and contacts. I did a art scene for that. So it's just people in the art scene that know her work, that respect her work. Um, like I said, she's not like a incredibly successful artist, but she does kind of have like a cult following of just people who do appreciate her work, people who understand her work. What does three in contacts just mean like three people? It's probably just three people who get it and who Brahman understands gets it. So those are people that she can kind of call upon for like, I don't know, they're people that she knows from the art scene. And then I did two dots and resources, which is just kind of reflecting the connection that she still has with her parents, um, sort of supporting her financially or like lack thereof. She's probably like, not been cut off by them, but like sort of uh, stopped accepting any help from them. And they're, they were somewhat wealthy. So, you know, she, she's somebody who could be all set, but she just has, just has the two dots there. Cause she, she kind of tries to live humbly and live without accepting the help of her parents, but she's still able to, to survive and make ends meet, obviously. Okay. Now what sort of, what degree of contact does she have with her parents? Probably like bi-weekly phone calls, I would say, where they just call to check in on her or she'll call to check in and just make sure they're okay. And it's not really like much is said. They'll ask her how she's doing, probably give her grief about when is she going to go back to school. And then maybe there's an argument and then don't hear for each other again for the, another two weeks or so. Uh, but it's, it's, there are people who are always in the back of Lauren's head Brahman doesn't probably doesn't really understand like the familial connection, but sort of sort of goes along with it to to not put off the people that knew Laura Lauren. Okay. Like Brahman would probably still keep somewhat contact with uh, Lauren's parents, and I'm not really sure what they would make of the change either because they they haven't seen her in person or anything. They just have these brief phone calls. Okay. Now, does she have any sort of close friends, confidants? No, she's a she's a single girl, and she doesn't really have um, any good friends. Just more so, just like a few acquaintances from the art scene. Maybe the few contacts she has, she could like maybe consider friends, but not like not genuinely. Okay. All right. Let's slide on over to Lores. Okay. So I did uh, three dots in Lore of the Forge. And one dot in Lore of Humanity. I liked that with like one dot in Lore of Humanity, you can 
you can make all humanity understand you, like no matter what what language. I think it said. And then I did three in um. I did three in lore uh, lore of the forge because I wanted my character to just be focused around the idea of creation. Um, in this case, like creation of art, like manipulation of the earth's materials and stuff like that. Uh, do you want me to go over what each dot of the uh, lore does? No, 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 no. Okay. That would probably yeah. take a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's unnecessary. It'll come out in game. Yeah. And you are correct about lore of humanity. One, it does allow you to understand and be understood regardless of language. And I think it's a uh, it's for for uh, Brahman. It's important because it's like the the remnants of Lauren, who just never felt like she could felt like she could understand humanity, but not really like be understood by it. You know, is just able to just convey the meaning behind whatever she's saying. It's like it's almost like um, it's like she's able to communicate better because of this, which is like something she never was able to do. So it's like the, the parts of her soul that's still left are like redeemed by that quality, if that makes any sense. Okay, it does. All right, now uh, virtues. Uh, two in conscious, conscience, sorry. Three in conviction and one in courage. Um, I wanted conviction to be the, to be the highest one um, just because I thought it would really fit this character well to have it be somebody who... Well, just just to start Lauren as a person, um, she rejected like a, a promising future at school to just sort of pursue art, which is a lot less fruitful. And, you know, she suffered a lot because of it. But it's kind of like her her conviction to follow her passion was like it was stronger than her desire to go to school and, and be all set and stuff like that. So and then one encouraged, not the most courageous person. Makes sense. Reclusive artist. She just wants to work and she has trouble dealing with the world at large. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so four faith, three torment, five willpower, all fairly standard. Is there anything particular from the rebellion that Brawlman recalls or that deeply affected him? As far as things that he remembers about the rebellion, and I think there's like a background to kind of determine how much you you know about like you know the hierarchy and stuff and 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 how much you remember if i if i remember that right i don't know if that one was eminence or um legacy but legacy i would say brahman sort of came out of the abyss like and he's still sort of trying to regather his his thoughts and memories about about who he is and I mean, you know, he understands who he is and what and what his house is and stuff like that. But it's almost like um, just the eternity of solitude in the pit has kind of just left him confused about about the war and about what happened. But he has this sort of resentment and love that he feels at the same time that are always kind of like battling each other for humanity. Uh, he feels this resentment towards them. He sees them as kind of like responsible for the war but he also sees them as like you know he can't be mad at them they're the ultimate they're they're the point of all of this to him you know and that's something he doesn't question okay excellent i think more or less we've covered everything on the sheet is there anything that you would like to uh shout out last minute at the end here regarding the character 
Oh, apocalyptic form. Oh yeah, okay. Go ahead and describe your character's apocalyptic form. So do you want me to just do I list the abil- just say the abilities or is that something you kind of uh like do I do I like pick kind of what my apocalyptic form like sort of looks like in a way or is that something that I just go by the abilities here? Take a look at the lore of the forge. At the end of the lore of the forge, it gives you kind of a overall right. description. This, you know, the mechanical yeah. aspects of it are consistent. But there's some variation as far as the descriptors involved. Yeah, so uh, the Angels of the Forge appear as giants hammered from the black iron of the earth. So it's like a very big, muscly form, uh, veins lit with hot magma, shining eyes, like discs of burnished brass. So very, like, uh, mechanical kind of looking and very embodies tools and materials and metals and stuff like that appears to be glowing from from like hot hot magma of the forge and then so then i get like master artisan difficulties of all craft roles decreased increased size so a lot bigger thunderous voice and immune to fire and those are all like the low torment ones yep so the way that i envision it is kind of being like just sort of the total embodiment of uh, mankind's creation, just like a just amalgamation of just tools and the fires of the forge and um, an angelic looking or demonic looking, whatever. But sort of just like incorporating all of these sorts of aspects of the idea of human creation, the idea of like mankind creating things with tools and a connection to that. How big of a person is Lauren? In her just regular human form, she's a petite young woman, average size, not really tall or short, just kind of like in the middle there. Um, she's okay. she's pretty skinny because she doesn't have like a lot of money and kind of just barely scrapes by as far as like groceries and stuff like that, but kind of plain looking, not necessarily... Uh, like I want to say she's like a she's a pretty girl but she's not like a a mega babe or anything. Um she dresses very modestly. She wears like jeans and sweaters and stuff and her hair is like cut somewhat short and kind of just like a an easy haircut just like something that she so she doesn't have to deal with it as much, you know, so it doesn't get in the way of her work. Okay, excellent. All right, well I think that covers it from my end. Um, Any other last-minute bits you'd like to add? Um, Yeah, one thing. Lauren volunteers with the homeless. She kind of just would put put in her, you know, put in her time at a a soup kitchen. And she started doing that completely. It was – she had, like, too many parking tickets, and she had to do community service hours. And she ended up doing her community service hours at this um, soup kitchen – that you know serve the homeless and stuff but she found it to be she she found it to be you know like a positive experience so she continued to do it so i mean it's something that she continues to do even though she's not obligated to by community service anymore but she's just you know she doesn't want to stop doing it and brahman kind of is continuing with lauren's traditions in a way i almost this is like a demon the descent thing but i almost want to say like brahman is trying to keep up uh, Lauren's cover in a way 
just still doing all the things that Lauren did. I mean, because Brahman wants to create. Brahman is is of the male factor house, and you know his his whole purpose is was creation and, and showing the, the human beings how to create. So she's the ultimate vessel to continue creation. But he he does try to continue with the traditions that Lauren followed as an honor to her as an artist, but also to protect himself and kind of keep a, keep a cover. Okay. So he's trying to fly under the radar. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Excellent. All right. Well, I think that wraps up this character creation session. All right. We've got one more to go and that will be hopefully um, forthcoming shortly. Thank you all for joining us uh, via YouTube and or podcasts. And we look forward to seeing you for the next round. Take care. Hello folks, have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well. We have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called Weight Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. High Level Games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games, with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please, help. They're coming. <laughs> Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing. The central district is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. Why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Why is Los Angeles an exploding city?
Neon Masquerade. The Demon's Mirror. Thirteen Candles. Three Chronicles Running Through the Undead Veins of the City of Angels. The Esoteric Order of Role Players Actual Play Podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to eorpodcast.com and search the Duets tag to find out more.